The number one trait women look for in a man is a sense of humor. And if you don't think you have one, guess what? Yes, you do. And I can reach my tiny little hand down deep inside of you and pull it out. I've worked with hundreds of men and we've got their banter game up to where women are responding. They're not getting ghosted, they're getting dates, and they're getting, you know, something else. So if you want to knock more than just her socks off, go to kristenandchill.com. If you banter better, you'll date better. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this episode of the Ask Women podcast, I have the amazing Kimmy Seltzer on the show, and we are going to talk about many things, actually. First impressions, flirting, sexual tension, and how to know when to move things forward, both online and in person. We covered a lot on this show. You are going to love it. Keep listening. Back to the Ask Women podcast. Kristen is not here once again, but I have a great substitute. I have Kimmy Seltzer, who is on the podcast with me today. And if you are a part of my newsletter list or you bought programs from me in the past, most likely you have seen the masterclass that Kimmy did do about a year ago about how to date in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. Guys love this masterclass. I think it's one of our top selling masterclasses. So anyway, most Ooh. likely you guys have heard of her. Anyway, I have her on. She's amazing. Welcome, Emmy, back to the podcast. Oh my gosh. It's so good to be here. I can't believe it's been a year, by the way. I know. Is that possible? Is it? I don't actually know if it has been a year. Maybe it hasn't been a year. I hope yeah. time goes by really fast. But it's been a while. I mean, even a while for when I saw you. We went out for dinner the other night and... That was a while since the last time that I had seen you. So anyway, thank you for coming on this podcast. Thanks for having dinner with me. Thanks for being my friend. You're amazing. I was going to say, but more importantly, but thanks for being a friend. And I love coming on the podcast. It's also been a minute since I've been on the podcast too. exactly. So I wanted to talk to you. So you have a million things going on. You just did an amazing flirting class. You have a retreat coming up where you have men and women coupling together. So there are a few topics that I want to tackle with you today. Yeah. So I'm going to list the topics out. The topics that I want to cover are first impressions because that is like your thing, right? Everything. That's your main thing, I would say. The first impressions and the the lasting impressions that you leave on people. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to talk about flirting and sexual tension, but I'll let you mm. choose which one you want to talk about first. So you tell me, which one do you want to cover first? 
Well, since flirting should happen in the first impression stage, mm-hmm. let's talk about first impressions and yes, okay. like what happens there, you know, and then that'll kind of lead into flirting because, you know, what's so crazy. A couple of years ago, they said it took like 30 seconds to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. Now it's seven seconds. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yes. I mean, I'm sure Tinder and Bumble have a lot to do with it, but and, right. and I think it's even quicker. But what's also interesting is that, you know, when you're making a first impression, and this is what research says, people are making judgments and assumptions based on two things. First, it's the attitude that you have, which is also like your body language, right? And just like how you carry yourself, your energy. That includes the flirtatious energy too, by the way. And the second thing is the clothes that you wear. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I love tackling this and why I use like an outside in approach instead of an inside out is because it is the first thing that we all see. And especially when it relates to attraction, because Mm -hmm. I mean, here I am a therapist, so I'm a big believer in the inside job, believe me. But you know, you could do all this work on yourself. You could read all these books, listen to podcasts. By the way, keep listening to Marty's podcast. But <laughs> my point is, is that you can do all this like absorption and inner work. But if you're not marketing yourself, then love might pass you by. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. It is interesting because as you're talking, I'm just thinking about products, right? Like in the past, Products yeah. and packaging were very simple. I mean, they, I'm sure they thought that they were eye-catching before in the past, but now with so many options out there, like it really matters what kind of packaging you have. And I'm sold by packaging every single time. Like if it's the right kind of packaging and it looks like, even if it's not organic, if it's full of chemicals and toxins, but it looks like it could be clean and organic because it's marketed in that way, my eyes go straight to it. Like that's what I want to go after. So it's completely true what you say that like it is the outside in first because that first little snap that we have where we look at something, we analyze it, we judge it, and we see whether or not we want to give more time with it. If it's in line with who we are or who we think we are, and do we want to have more of whatever's in front of us in our life? So tell me more about the advice that you give to the guys and the women that you work with, because you do work with both. So tell me about how guys can easily and quickly help out that first impression. What are like the top three things that you could, they could focus on to help with those seven seconds being better spent seven seconds? I love it. Yeah. And I love the fact that you referred to packages as marketing as we're talking to a lot of guys. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. I just had to say that. (laughs) Different kind of packages. Exactly. I like to use subliminal messages in my podcast so that... You know, right? Like I know as we're talking about sexual tension. So the thing that's interesting, and because I just had the flirt class last night, so it's at the top of my mind, you know, I teach kind of this like, and I know you teach flirting as well. And it's funny because we have such similar messaging and I have this kind of like flirt formula that I call. Mm -hmm. And while there's so many like nuances within the flirt formula, what I was sharing with people last night is that in that first impression stage, because it happened so quickly, The good news is, is that if you knew there was like one or two things that could like bring down that barrier and make a quicker interaction where you feel that chemistry right away, like, why wouldn't you do it? You know, like everything else takes a long time. That's one thing. The second thing is I think, you know, that hesitation where people are waiting for permission Mm -hmm. 
in order to actually flirt or do something. And I hear this from guys all the time, like they're scared of rejection a lot of times and they wait for the signal from the women. Mm -hmm. And what I was saying last night is that both men and women have a responsibility and approachability. I truly believe Mm -hmm. that. I agree. You know, the women are getting mad at the men that the men aren't alpha enough to come up and talk to them. And the men are complaining that the women have the RBFs on, the resting bitch faces. Yeah, they don't make it easy. And they don't make it easy. And they're not putting, you know, their light on and say, hey, I'm open for business. And so no one's meeting anyone. We're at a stalemate. Mm -hmm. So we all have to have that and be more proactive in that first impression Mm -hmm. stage. And what's, you know, it may sound almost like a little airy fairy. It's like, oh, well, you know, if you just kind of like as a woman, twirl your hair, make googly eyes, or as a man, just puff your chest out, then voila, like it's just this like kind of superficial thing. But what I was saying last night is that think about how you are for the rest of the relationship. And as a therapist, I see a pattern here. Hmm. For instance, if you are more reactive in the way that you approach in that first impression stage, you're waiting for a signal and you're thinking so much and you're in your head and you're worried about what that person might think or you don't want to like... Sort of the pot, yeah. Like stress or the pot. Yeah. Then think about how you are in your life in general and what kind of relationships you attract. Mm-hmm. And everyone just kind of like a light bulb went off because they're like, yeah, like I do this in many aspects of my life. And so what's super important overall is to have the mindset of going in and just having fun and being playful and not worrying about what's next, but just to be yeah, that presence, that playfulness is what is so attractive. You know, I always say the true definition of flirting is so, I love this and I shared this with you, I think in your masterclass. If you look in the dictionary, flirting is to behave as though you're attracted to someone without the serious intention of an outcome. Yet everybody gets tripped up because they're worried about what's next. Mm -hmm. So if you just are being more like kid-like and play-like, and it really is super attractive. So I'd say the very first thing is the mindset and getting out of the head and being more proactive. Yeah, I agree. It's funny. I watched Back to the Future last night with my boys. I was like, oh, I want to show you a really good movie. And I just watched the Michael J. Fox documentary, which is very good if anybody hasn't seen it. So it inspired me to watch Back to the Future as I'm sure many other people had the same thought after watching the documentary. But like I was pointing out to my boys many parts throughout the movie because I thought there was many interesting things to pay attention to for a six and a nine-year-old. But the most important one and I'm not going to spoil the ending for anybody because I'm sure you've seen Back to the Future most likely if you're listening to this podcast. Or if not, it's 30 years old, so too bad. It's going to be ruined for you. But the father figure in the movie, in the very beginning, you see him as this meek character who gets walked all over, taken advantage of. And the mother figure in the beginning portion of the movie treats him kind of, not, not horribly, but she's just like so like, yeah, you know, beaten down by life, still telling stories about how in love she was with with her husband or is with her husband, but he's like ignoring all. It's just showing this meek character. And through the movie, this boy goes back to the future and he fixes things. And when he fixes things, he fixes his parents' relationship with themselves and with others by helping his father learn to have confidence and stand up for himself and punch Mm. this bully in the face. And when you, they do go back to the future after being in the past, 
it shows that the future's changed a bit, that the father is now this confident man. He's made things happen in his life. He's taken chances. So what you're saying is very true. Like if it's an area for you or if it's a, a problem for you in the dating space of not taking that mm-hmm. first step in approaching, it's probably sneaking up in other areas of your life. So if you can, number one, take the responsibility and take the ownership of approaching it in a playful, flirty way, that is what's going to make the great first impression and get the attention. And then also, if you can do that in every other area of your life as well, that's going to benefit you (laughs) in every area of your life. So I love that you said that. And I love the reference of the Back to the Future. It's so (laughs) true. And I mean, that's why I call myself a confidence therapist more than anything else, because it really boils down to that. And, you know, you might be listening and thinking, well, that all sounds great, but like, how do I do that? Like, if it's super hard for you and you are somebody who's a little more introverted and in your head or a high achiever and you're outcome oriented. Or shy. Yeah, shy, whatever that is. This all in theory sounds great, but can feel really exhausting and hard. And And so, so then it's like, how, Mm -hmm. right? Like if it's scary, how? And you know, what I was saying last night too, is it's just like anything else. I don't believe there's one person out there who's not confident, but that maybe you don't have enough experience or positive exposure to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so how do you get it? You practice. That's how confidence is built. That's, that is how you get exactly. confidence in something. You learn piano, how do you do it? Baby steps, you start practicing and then you get confident in playing piano. People think it's different when it comes to just their, not. their personality of who they are. It is the exact same thing. You practice the skill set that you want to learn. The skill set is confidence. I completely agree with you. And so when I teach flirting or dating skills, I really look at it as like, you know, people come to me and they say, and I'm sure this happens to you too, like, find me a soulmate and find me a partner. It's like, well, yeah, but there's some skills you might be needing in order to get there. You know, people lose focus. And so really, like when you focus on the skills, it's like going to the gym, you know, building a muscle, then it's going to end up being a strength in the end, as long as you keep at it with consistency. And it's also going to build your confidence. So going back to your original question, like, how can they, you know, go out there in the first impression stage and make a great first impression or a sexy one with flirting? And I would say just pick like, you know, one or two things and almost like gamify it for yourself. And just do it until you get super comfortable. So for instance, if eye contact is super like, scary, triggering for you, then say like, okay, for the next two weeks, I'm going to like stare or look in someone's eyes five times each day. You know, like just something that you can kind of like measure. And you can master too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so like with my retreat programs and all that, like I I actually have an app and I send people off on a scavenger hunt. (gasps) I love that. I should come to your retreat just for that. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Right. And it's super fun because it's, you know, the things that you might know that you need to do, but won't do it on your own. And when somehow it's in a game, when you have the support and like fun aspect of it, like suddenly it doesn't seem as anxiety provoking. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. Well, tell me more about this retreat because I, so it's coming up very shortly. I know that. But the interesting thing is that on this retreat, you have men and women there and you teach them simultaneously and you have them give information to each other, right? Yeah. Like that's the part that I don't have anymore, but that's actually where you and I met a very long time ago because I was doing a boot camp, right? 
And I invited you and your women that you were coaching at the time. And we did something like that. And I, I still talk about it to this day. Like right. just how it was in Santa Monica at that workspace there, remember? Oh my gosh, Marty, I forgot about that. I know, that's where I met you because David had introduced yeah. us and that's where I met you. And then I remember having the guys and girls go out afterwards and they had fun. Mm -hmm. There were some people who definitely had fun with each other afterwards, which was amazing. Because you're both in the same space, you're both learning. There's like an yeah. equality there. But I found that so helpful. I mean, that's the nature of my business, giving the female perspective to men, but really having them yeah. hear from other women who are single, not, you know, women who were single, women who are single, who are going through dating right now, I just thought was so important for them and so like beneficial for both sides. So tell me about like what you guys work on at this retreat. Like what do yeah. they work on together? Well, it's really comprehensive and transformative and and it really is meant for people who are dating in the second act because obviously when you're dating in your 20s it's a different thing and later in life it gets hard yeah. to date first you're a different person the world's different if you've been in a relationship for a really long yeah. time well, and to motivate yourself to get out of the house right yes. yes and so I built this program because especially after the pandemic, everyone is just feeling like they want to get connected and meet people in real life, but they don't, they don't know, know where to go, yeah. how to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's a hybrid program where it combines a six-week class where we tackle dating skills each week, like online dating, body language. And men and women are in this class together or yes. do you separate them? No, okay, no. interesting. And then they get to meet. This is cool. I am done separating the boys and the girls. Like, I'm like, why are we separating everyone? Why can't we just be in the room together? And yeah, they're all the same skill sets. That's the thing. It is all the same skill sets. All yeah. the same. Yeah, guys are always fascinated that I coach women. They're always what like, what do they need help with? What do you coach women at? You're like, we're the ones that have to approach you. And then guess what? The women yes. say the same thing yeah. to me about the men. Like, guess what? We're yeah. all the same. We all have fears. We all want the same thing. It maybe manifests itself a little bit differently the way we approach things, mm -hmm. but still fundamentally, we all get tripped up on and have the same mm -hmm. fears as well. And so, yeah, like as we're doing these different themed classes, not only do I like teach a lesson, but I put everyone in breakout rooms and we workshop things together. We do activities so that there's practice. It kind of goes back to, you know, what we were talking about before. It's like, they need practice at these skills mm -hmm. and that will build their confidence. And then we culminate into the three-day live retreat. And it's, it happens to be in Oceanside, California, right mm -hmm. on the beach. I love it's that. really cute, you know, place. And we just do so much experiential stuff. So I have a salsa dancer guy who comes in and we dance together. We talk about feminine and masculine energy. We do a whole photo shoot because obviously I do a lot of makeovers and this is part of the process. You'll get all new pictures for your online dating stuff. We do like a ton of work on flirting and also like I have the social engagement formula that I teach people on how to get out of their head into more playful banter that converts to date. I love that. And of course the scavenger hunt, but also, you know, I can't help but to not like get a little deep with them and so many people, like even men were crying at the end of our last one and saying, you know, we don't have anything like this for men, you know, in ways of getting in touch with ourselves and realizing that it was a safe format to do that. And to your point, 
so many exercises where everyone's like holding each other accountable and getting feedback from the opposite mm-hmm. sex. Because yeah, like I'll never forget, there was this guy, he was having a DM exchange online with a woman and he's like, I don't understand, you know, I think it's a good conversation, but it seems like she's not really responding. And I don't know, I, I'm just not feeling, I don't know where to go with it. I said, well, bring it to the group and ask the women. I knew what was happening. I knew he wasn't flirting, but I wanted him to hear it. From other women, yeah. Yes. And so we put the profile up on Zoom and in our online dating class. And I said, so ladies, what do you think? And they all like said, okay, yeah, I would never know that you were interested. Like if that were me, I would probably just like fade away. Stop writing you. Yeah. 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 And he's like, oh my gosh, you know, and he thought it was being like friendly. I said, well, there's a difference between friendly and flirty. And this is the other thing, you know, like that's when people fall into the friend zone. And so we helped him craft a really like flirty kind of banter and response. And like immediately the woman bounced back and then he ended up asking her out. It's like stuff, it's the skills. Yes, it's amazing. Well, okay, I want to take a quick break. Why don't you tell people if they do want to sign up for this retreat, because it is coming up very soon. If for some reason, which it should be a reason, but they want to sign up for this retreat, where do they go to? Yeah, you know, the easiest is probably go to askkimmy.com, A-S-K and then K-I-M-M-Y is how I spell it, .com. That'll get you directly in touch with me and just say, hey, I heard you on Marnie's podcast. I'm interested in the retreat. And then you'll also, you know, be able to hear about anything else. If you can't go to the retreat, at least we can talk about other things too. Okay, wonderful. All right, we'll be back in a moment. So guys, please pay attention to our sponsors. They help keep our show on the air. Do not fast forward through because the more that you listen, the more they want to sponsor our show, which lets us keep our show on the air. So keep listening to the sponsors and then we'll be back in a minute. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We live in a time that's pretty challenging. It's got its perks, but it's got a lot of its own challenges that have never been seen by any other human beings on the face of the planet until our generation. I'm talking about social media and online dating and the pressures to succeed and have everything. That's a that's a pretty heavy place to live. And if you're struggling and need someone to talk to, BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So when all of those heavy pressures are floating around you, BetterHelp isn't. They're just there when you need them. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. It couldn't be easier. And switching therapists anytime for no additional charge is also an awesome perk. Find more balance with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash askwomen today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash askwomen. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle. And that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. 
Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Kimmy Seltzer. And actually, I want to dig into flirting now because you mentioned yeah. something before the break with the guy that was showing the text and all the girls were saying, oh, I wouldn't know that you were interested. I would just fade off. And the issue was that he was being friendly instead of flirty. So what does that mean? And how is it different? Like how do, because I think that some guys also do try to flirt and come on mm-hmm. too strong. And that yeah. also pushes them women away. So how do you like finesse this balance? Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing that the guys were talking about too, you know, in the groups and last night is that, you know, they don't want to be too forward. Right. And you don't want to, you know, seem creepy. It's a hard balance for guys. You know, women, we can be a little more risque and guys will love it. But men, you know, like it's tricky. So I think the first thing is that you have to make sure that you have built enough rapport where there's some sort of connection to take it to the next level. How do you know when that's happened? So what does that mean to build enough rapport? Because that sounds to me like, oh God, you're spending hours online just texting with somebody. How do you build that rapport? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, I remember working with a guy and he like, he pretty much said hi. And then right away said, ooh, you have hot legs. You want to meet for coffee? Like that's an example of too soon, too fast. Right. And that can come across as creepy. So it's not the length at which you exchange, you know, your DMs, if we're talking about online, and then I'll talk about offline in a second. But it's the kind of substance of which of how the conversation flows, where you know that the woman is liking the conversation and banter. The second thing is, is it doesn't have to be highly sexualized. Like men think that flirting has to have this like, huge sexual tone undertone right yeah and actually that could be way too much especially in that beginning hit but it could be more of like a playfulness maybe you're just like playing a guessing game online well can you guess can you guess what x y and z is you know like if maybe you're just doing a little like playful banter online anything that can feel more like a game or a playfulness to me is flirtation because that takes you out of that kind of linear Q&A session that happens or what I call, oh God, reporting. Like, hey, how was your weekend? Good. And yours? Yeah, pretty good. I went hiking and fishing. You? Like that's an example of a really boring exchange because you're just reporting what you did. But when you play a game, you play a little guessing game, like, can you guess what I do for a living? Based Well, based on what I see here, blah, 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 like little things like that is going to just be fun. Now, the third thing is, is once you feel like it has a little bit of that like fun and you know that the woman is responding to you, 
that's when you can get a little more risque. And then women have a job too. Like the women need to also learn how to give the guys permission that they're up for it. You know, because sometimes the women will shut it down and then the men feel like, well, they don't have that permission to kind of keep going in that little bit edgy way. I like it. I love everything that you're saying because it it's very, very true. I think like mostly what I'm hearing from you is that you have to have a point where you guys have had fun with each other. Mm-hmm. That's when rapport yeah. has been built. There's been like some sort of clicking connection. It doesn't have to be eight messages exchanged. It's just there's been some sort of rapport and then you can continue on with your flirting and then ask out if that's what you yeah. want. Correct? Yes. And, you know, same for offline too. You know, like the good part about offline is that now we have body language to work with. Now we have energy that we're working with. So sometimes it's not even what you say is as important as like the proximity in which you're like standing next to each other and touching each other and having that kind of playful laughter go back and forth, you know? And so things could happen pretty fast in person. And, you know, the one way also to build that online is like, you know, using emojis is almost the closest thing that you could do to body language because you don't have any, you don't have the tonality or anything like that that you can rely on. But anything that can add that, like if you write, how are you, has a different like read if you put, how are you, question mark, and then smiley face. Just adding the smiley face adds that little like, hey, I like you. Yeah, it changes the tone for it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. So you interact with a lot of women. So what do they say about like emojis? What do they say about touching in person? Like, is it different for each woman? Or like, what do they say about these things? Do they want to be touched? It's the same and different for both. Like, that's what's funny is like, there's some women who grew up in homes where touch wasn't there, right? Like that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, affection can be different for everyone in the way that they want to be touched and that kind of thing. And a lot of it has to do with the family system or just like your upbringing. Also, there's some women who have been sexually abused in like horrible situations. And so they're scared and their guard mm-hmm. is up. And so if there is touch that's too soon or seems too aggressive, that's going to scare a lot of women. But at the end of the day, all women want to feel adorned. We all want to feel like sexually attracted, you know, to the man. I think that this is the teaching that I have for women is that women have to get more comfortable being touched and being in their bodies and knowing that they can say no at any time. And and there's appropriate ways of touching as well. You know, just like a soft touch on the shoulder or if a woman like leans into the man as she's talking or kind of looks in his eyes, like those little subtle things can make a huge difference and give the man a sense of like that chemistry where he can Mm -hmm. play off of as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think both men and women have fears, right? But it just, again, it's different for each person. Right. But so for touching for guys to incorporate touch into their interactions, should most guys be cautious about touching or should they freely touch? Because it even goes with the first impression. Like, so for me, yes, it's funny. We were not a touchy family growing up, not an overly emotional, mm. affectionate family. There was love there, but not like a lot of emotions, except for anger <laughs> and screaming, except for that. But <laughs> right. like touch 
I like touch, but it's, I'm uncomfortable with it. And I've, mm-hmm. I have like an interesting dynamic. But when certain people touch me, it sparks me in a certain way. And when yeah. it's people who, I can't even describe it. I know exactly how it feels. But there's certain times where I feel like somebody's nervous and touching me. And then yes. I'm very aware of their touch and it makes me tense up. Whereas other people... I know they're like very loose and freely giving the touch. And even Uh though I still tense up, I like it. So it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the very beginning for like that first impression. So even though it still is weird for me, even though I enjoy it, and I actually touch people, I've worked really hard to start touching people and now I like it. It still is very, it's jarring for me to be touched. But I still like it. You made a really good distinction just now is that if you're feeling anxious, so is the other person. I mean, yeah. hands down, if you're comfortable with touch and you're comfortable in your body, then it's going to make the other person more comfortable. And I think, I mean, it's like one-on-one stuff, but all I can say is just like you, you learned to touch and now you like it. But probably when you first did it, it was super weird. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way to really get practice and maybe like even just practice with your family and friends, little touches, you know, and say, hey, you know, I'm really working on just being more comfortable with touch or being in my body. Because a lot of it, it's also a body thing. So conversely, like I grew up in a very touchy-feely home and it was all about emotion and touch. And so like when I meet someone for the first time, like I'll hug people. And Right. Oh, same with me. Yeah. Yeah. And now you do. But like maybe, maybe even if that person isn't comfortable, I don't think about it or care. I just know that's what I want to do. It goes back yeah. to the first thing. And if somebody is uncomfortable, like they'll tell me. But what's funny is when I look back, like I don't remember everyone or anyone really feeling uncomfortable because I'm comfortable. Like I want to make right. someone comfortable. So yeah, that's a good distinction though. It is about that confidence. Yeah. And it makes them more comfortable with it. Right. So mm-hmm. like even, so it's funny because I, you know, on my YouTube videos or anything I do, I'm like, it's hard to ask women what it is that they want because they're all answering from different places. Right. Yeah. Like the yeah. same question will have 10 different responses, but they're all also all assuming you're asking from a certain perspective. So like eight out of the 10 women, they say, no, I don't like a guy touching me at the first interaction. You'll see them out afterwards interacting with men where a man will touch and they actually could and would feel attraction for that man. So like they may not necessarily like it when they're in their logical brain, but they may enjoy it when they're in their emotional state and they're actually enjoying the person that they're with. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally does. Actually, I'm going to wrap up the show because I know you have to go. I love everything that you're saying. We're both fast talkers. So the guys got a lot of jam-packed <laughs> information in this episode. But tell people again, if they do want to sign up for this retreat, they go to askkimmy.com, ask K-I-M-M-Y and ask Kimmy about the retreat and she'll send you more information. I really invite everybody listening to this show. If you just want like an extra push, and to interact with some great women for a few days, like go join this retreat, become part of this program. I've heard amazing things about it. Kimmy's amazing. So go check it out. Go ask Kimmy and find out more details. And Kimmy, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Friday at 
No, they come out every Thursday. Why am I lying to you? Every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, please go and subscribe to our show and pass this show on to others that you know will benefit from the information that we shared. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.